Hello, hello, and thank you for listening to your Rooted Perspectives. As always, we have your three infamous hosts here, myself, Joshua, followed by... Tracy. Kelly. Sometime we'll get that down sooner than anything more flow. (laughs) Eventually. All right, so this week we actually wanted to dive into something more serious. Um, We wanted to be more relevant, current topics, things like that. Uh, So we're going to be touching on a little bit of key points and personal things. But with that being said, I'm actually going to hand it over to Tracy because he has something he wants to say. Okay, so none of us are political experts or anything. This is all our opinion and um, ideas on what we think could be done differently. I also moved my mic and I moved everything over to the other side. So hopefully you guys can hear the video I'm about to play. I'm going to play a video that just came out of the Navy SEALs tear gas. Um, The reason why I think that's important and why this whole discussion is important is because I think politics play a massive role in everything we do, especially in the military. Um, this video is specifically really it's very controversial because if people haven't been in training like that they don't understand the environment in which like the the high level of stress you know that we have to deal with like i didn't go to buds but i went to ranger school and graduated so i understand that type of high stress um so yeah uh you guys have anything to say before we kick this off why this is important to you guys? Um, I guess uh, just from knowing you on a personal level, as well as knowing you in the military, that if you're wanting to talk about this, I could like, I can say true that you're really passionate about it. And that's the cool thing is that you're speaking and covering about something that really means something to you. And that's great because that's exactly what we should want our listeners and viewers to be seeing. So, mad respect, my dude. Yeah, I'm cur- I'm very curious on it. I know nothing about this, so um, take it away. Drop oh, some knowledge out, on us. This came out, I believe it was two days ago. I think it was either yesterday or today. I think it was yesterday about... So, I guess the story goes... And the video, it has the video... Um, these Navy SEALs, and if you know anything about SEAL training, it is excruciatingly difficult and for good reason. You know, it's not like it's, you know, basic training or anything. Um, this video is about Navy SEAL instructors uh, using tear gas on them. Uh, Josh, I believe you did, t- you, you had tear gas on you before, correct? Oh, yeah, back in basic training, man. Exactly. Me too. Um, and for people that don't have never experienced tear gas, the best way I can describe it is just like the videos. Like as soon as you inhale it, you just freaking cough and your eyes get watery and it's terrible, but you get over it. Um, you are, huh? It it is bad. It's really bad. Um, if you hold your breath, you can pass out. Um, because then when you do, well, if you hold your breath during the tear gas thing, what happens is when you do end up needing air, you breathe in a bunch at a time and you pass out. Um, so that's why they make you, you know, when I was in basic training, like we, they made us do our social security number and stuff so that we would be breathing. Anyway, so I'm going to share my screen and I'll show you guys this video of this tear gas. Let me share real quick. Perfect. Let's see if it works. There you go, man. Yeah, I'm going to mess with the volume. Are are you able to full screen it? Hold on. Uh, Very careless. Well, the Navy SEALs training program is under. Can you hear that? Yes, sir. Okay. If it'll play now. 
increased scrutiny after the death of a former college football star earlier this year. And now CBS News has learned of a new investigation after we showed the Navy the video that you are about to see. CBS's David Martin has the details. SEAL recruits blanketed with a cloud of tear gas while being ordered to sing happy birthday so they can't hold their breath. When the Admiral in charge of Navy SEALs saw this video, he ordered an investigation, telling CBS News it raises questions about the lawfulness of the behavior. Exposure to tear gas is a standard part of SEAL training, but the investigation is examining whether the gas was administered at too close a range and for too long. The video was shot last year on San Clemente Island off California and obtained by investigative reporter Matthew Cole, author of Code Over Country, a recent book about SEAL Team 6. I got this video from uh, some SEALs, the students who were trying to become SEALs. It felt that the instructors and the SEALs um, were abusive and uh, very careless with their health. Tear gas is a rite of passage for almost all military recruits, usually when they are taught how to properly don a face mask and what happens if they don't. The regulations for tear gas use in SEAL training require the instructors to stay at least six feet away from the recruits to avoid the danger of burns and to use the gas for no more than 15 seconds. In this video, the gas lasts for more than a minute. These recruits crying out in pain have already proven themselves tough enough to complete two-thirds of the SEAL selection course. One appears to pass out, which the regulations warn is what happens when you try to hold your breath. Sven Yort of Duke University studies tear gas and its effects. I think this type of training is, is really senseless. It looks more really like a form of hazing. The investigation will determine whether the instructor somehow did not understand the proper procedures or whether they intended to inflict abuse or punishment on the recruits, in which case it could be a criminal offense. Nora? Mm. Okay. okay. Very interesting. So, Tracy, um, summarize the video for people who are at home and uh, weren't able to watch it. Basically, summarize like what we all just saw. Okay, so what we saw was Navy SEAL recruits that got blanketed with tear gas. And so these instructors have these long sticks and they have tear gas on the end of them and they're just like covering them with tear gas. And I could see from the very soft, untrained, weak and pathetic eye of the American culture that we have, people that haven't not only served in the military, but done training like that, how they could see how that could be terrible. It sounds terrible. And honestly, it is terrible to go through it. But I think what people lack as far as knowledge is like what the military is training these soldiers in particular to be, you know, they're training them to be Navy SEALs. So, um, yeah. What are your thoughts on it, Kelly? Because I want to hear what somebody thinks of that hasn't been in the military that's just on the outside looking in. Well, I feel like I get the point of it. The point of it is to expose, correct me if I'm wrong, you too, but <clears throat> to expose people to the type of elements that they could be seeing in their career. Um, but I guess with that being said, if the military has reg regulations around this, that it, you know, you have to be six feet away and it can't be longer than 15 seconds, which to me, I guess... 15 seconds isn't that long. Like if they actually experience that in real life, like in a situation, I guess I assumed it would be longer than 15 seconds. I mean, Kelly, try it. 
I don't. I'm not about to go down that path. How you feel after that 15 seconds? Oh, I'm sure it lasts a lifetime when you're in the situation. But I feel like if they have these rules and regulations, they have those rules and regulations for a reason. So they should probably follow them. Yeah. If they're the ones who made it, or they need to revisit it and say no, that's not realistic. You know, six feet away is—you're not always going to be six feet away from it. So maybe we should narrow that down, or maybe we need to lengthen it. Josh, what are your thoughts? I don't—I don't know. What, what are you guys no, thinking? Sure you mean, whatever. Um, I totally agree with Kelly. Um. I agree with Kelly 100%. I really do. If there's rules and everything else, rules must be followed. Regulations, same thing. And if people acted outside of those regulations, outside of what they should have, and sadly someone got hurt, people get hurt, things like that, then people that acted out and had the power and the authority to make the difference should be the ones held accountable for it because it was their misjudgment that caused all this. Yeah, I mean, that's my thing. The 15 seconds thing is kind of funny to me because even in the army basic training, we were in that gas chamber for longer than 15 seconds. So that that's kind of odd to me, especially for this being Navy SEALs, which is nowhere near what we went through. So that's weird to me. The six foot thing, um, again, kind of weird to me because, I mean, we're not training... Navy SEALs to fucking go overseas and, like, shake hands and be like, you know, these hearts and minds type of people, like, yeah, they'll do that, but, like, I deployed with the Navy SEALs, and they're, I mean, they're there to take fucking names, and I don't understand. It's frustrating to me how people from the outside looking in have never been in the military and have done this and have gone overseas to do battle should have much of a say in what happens. You know what I mean? I mean, and that's politics, you know what I mean? But I don't even like that this is shown because you're just creating a massive avenue for people in this woke culture to be like, Oh my God, that's terrible. That's violent. That's, abuse that's all this and that and i i'm surprised they're even showing it to be completely honest um but yeah uh training people for war is i don't understand how people can be so laid back and like i said like this woke culture like what do people expect us to go through when they're training us to go fight for this country especially navy seals it's it's, it was frustrating to me, honestly, that this is even happening. I have a post from Tim Kennedy. Do you guys know who Tim Kennedy is? No. Tim Kennedy is a, a former Special Forces soldier. He went into the MMA. He said, um, and this is like the perfect, perfect example. He says, blasted SEAL recruits with tear gas, warns soft training will get troops killed and woke culture is making military soft and it's true like if you're gonna bottom line if you're gonna train somebody to go kill somebody like you need to put them through really shitty things so that when they do get in situations they're not freaking out and they're comfortable you know what i mean so let me ask you two something did from the video that you just saw do you feel like your tear gas training was a similar similar experience to what was being shown in the video? Oh God, fuck no. The, what was yours, job? So, so all Kelly. the soldiers in basic training were all put in a room together, like a room with all their gas masks on, and they would drop these things in the ground, like little things that would set off the gas, and the drill instructors would say after like a minute when it filled up with smoke, they'd say, take off your mask and start reciting your social security number, things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. That way you would breathe it in. And after a short period of time, you would just start like choking and just like, it was bad. But that's how, but but that's what they did. Cause do you think (laughs) that video depicts um, like the regular situation or do you think that's a one-off? I mean, the difficult 
the difficult thing is like what is it what is regular in war like honestly you know what i mean like if this was basic training sure because you're training basic soldiers these are not basic soldiers these are people that are going to go fucking fast rope in at night and kill bin laden type of people so why should they be limited like this you know what i mean like it bugs me Mm -hmm. so yeah well i appreciate you being able to share this i think it's great um it's always good to hear different insights and perspectives on different topics. And that's going to lead me into mine, which is something that I'm passionate about is social media laws and censorship and like news and nothing specific that I really want to cover, but kind of specific. And I kind of want your guys' takes on it. Like, I don't know for like the last, I would say like, especially nine to 12 months, If you follow news on Facebook, if you follow news on the TV, the news really, like, the quality of the news has, one, just gone down. And it's all kind of become just, like, I don't want to say one-sided, but there's definitely, like, something there. Like, for example, today, I was reading on Facebook. And by the way, Facebook, when I'm on Facebook, it's in the morning when I'm taking my shit. I'm reading shit news while I'm taking my morning shit because that's how much I respect it, okay? I love to read the headlines. And one of the big things I know that Tracy's going to talk about later is gun rights, things like that. Well, when I'm on Facebook and I see an article that says daycare shot up, X amount of killed, like kids killed, but they forget to mention in the headline that it's in Thailand, how does that misconstrue our people here in this country seeing this and then them instantly thinking that it happened here in our country when it didn't because they didn't disclose that in the headline because it's i feel like it doesn't sell if there's not drama and a sob story behind it no one wants to hear about a shooting in thailand but if you can swing it away to where it sounds like it's here you know, because how many people are going to read the news? A lot of people just read the headlines and just keep on scrolling. It's I think that there should be there should be way stricter laws on like social media and the news. I feel like if you don't have the facts all the way, you shouldn't speak about it because a lot of people on the news will come out and they'll say like, oh, well, this, blah, blah, blah. And then like something else comes out. But now it's like what you could have said previously was totally wrong. You could have ruined someone's career, tarnished whatever they've been working towards just because you had the wrong information. I don't think that like when you get to that level of like having the influence of the uh, national like people watching, I think that there should be way stricter like rules and laws on free speech. You know, it's different like Kelly, if you want to go say whatever you want to say, that's fine as an individual person, but when you can spin a narrative to get ratings to go up, that in my eyes is a very dangerous thing, and that should be checked. Yeah, I think that... What are your guys' thoughts? I think that um, freedom of speech is amazing. I think the issue with freedom of speech in this country is... I have a philosophy for this country, and that's that rule number one is money. And make money however you can. And um, the media and rule and my rule number two in this country, and this is for mostly big businesses, politicians, and people in general, is popularity, clout, being famous. So media, I honestly don't think that the media cares at all in this country what they cover at all, as long as it gets some ratings. And I think that's evident with the fact that we have places like Netflix that will cover all these terrible things people have done and then give them cool names like the Midnight Stalker and then put it on Netflix. Why? Rule number one, money. Like, they make money off of it. They don't care if it's bad. And here in America, we kind of, uh, I don't want to say worship, but like, 
when people go on these killing sprees and they become famous because of the media here in this country, um, we kind of worship those people. You know what I mean? Like, we think it's funny. Like, we think it's cool because it didn't happen to us. And we will put just about anything on TV and anything on the news for ratings and money. And it's... I don't think it's something that's going to go away for a long, long time. And I think it's sad to see where we are as a country when it comes to Because you see it all the time. Um, I read in an article, and I'll pull it up when I talk about gun rights, but um, there's like 479 shootings or something in America when there was like Jeez. a couple dozen in China or something. But, yeah, it's, I don't understand where we as a country took a turn where we started covering all these really negative things on such a regular basis. Um, Okay. Yeah. Josh, let me ask you something. So, um, obviously, the headline in that thing was just clickbait, right? They were trying to... Make the story seem relevant, seem interesting enough for us all to click on it, right? I would not just say to make it interesting. They were trying to spin the narrative because they could have easily said a daycare in Thailand shot up, X amount of people died, but they specifically chose to keep out where it was, but specifically even more highlighted on how many kids died. Do you Mm -hmm. see how that's like a false narrative? You're not giving. And also it's like it happened in Thailand. How many people want to see news from Thailand? No one really. I guess one thing I kind of relate it to, you know, Tracy brought up money, is think of how many times in your life you have been captivated by a movie trailer. And you're like, dang, this movie looks so good. Like, this looks interesting. It looks like I can relate to it. Like, I am going to this movie. And then you go and spend your $20 on your bucket of popcorn and go watch that movie and it sucks. They only picked the key parts and then they kind of spun it to make it seem like it was going to be more of a storyline than there actually was. Like, do you feel like that's any different? Kelly, do you know the difference? Yes, because one, people misleaded and misguided by a false narrative like that could lead to fundamental human rights taken away because they think that that shooting is happening in their country rather than another. So for one, yes, it's completely different because it's it could spin it, like I said. People could think it's happening here and they're going to vote, oh no, blah, 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 against gun rights. And that's not fair because it's not happening here. You yeah. know, but they're being yeah. told that it is. Because why would point. you not say in Thailand? Why would you not say in Thailand? <laughs> why? There's no reason to not say in Thailand. Money. That's the only mm. reason. Mm, I'm glad to see it. Kelly, Those Americans you know, love a good headline. Kelly, basic human rights girl, you're passionate about it. What's going on? What's on your mind? Well, first off, like I'm not about? passionate about anything political, really. Whoa, but basic human rights. <laughs> I mean, that's just a given. I'm not passionate about it. I think everyone should just deserve that. What's relevant right now? Like the trans right thing, uh, anything? Uh, I mean... Monumental. Just taking a forward. look at the last six months, obviously Roe versus Wade is okay. a big topic of discussion. Um, here, I don't know how it affected you guys, and maybe you know because you're men, maybe you don't even know about it. I don't know. I I want to get your guys's opinion on it, but in the state of South Dakota, years ago, I think it was like in 2005. So a very irrelevant time. I feel like that was a while ago. I wasn't even of age to vote back then, but um, we instated a trigger law. So basically the moment Roe versus Wade um, was knocked out, then it was immediately that same day illegal to have an abortion in the state of South Dakota. 
for any reason. Like, well, the only exception we have is for the health of the mother. Um, <clears throat> we don't have incest or rape or any exceptions. We don't have an exception for like the health of the baby. It's just the health of the mother. Mother. So to me, that's a little scary to think about. Um, I'm not, I consider myself pro-choice in the sense of, I don't care what you are. You could be pro-life. That's great. You could be pro-choice. That's great. But like, that's not my choice. So you do you, boo. For me, I would say it is more so, I don't take sides. I try not to take sides. Okay. With this Roe vs. Wade, it literally comes down to, in a sense, accountability. I feel that if you feel like you are old enough to go out and play the game and have sex unprotected, even knowing the risks, because today on the internet, you can find anything out. No one having sex today that's young, probably, they all probably already know like what sex is and like what can happen. And I feel like if you get pregnant, it's an accountability thing. Fine. If you were raped or incest, things like that, the health of the mother, the health of the child, fine. Those are all very viable uh, reasons to have an abortion. And I would be okay with that. But if it comes down to a woman and a, or a young child and a person having sex and it's their 15 and she gets pregnant, should she get an abortion? I don't necessarily think so because she walked into that on her own accord and knew the consequences. And why should she just... Well, it wasn't on her own. Let's clarify that. Well, yeah, it was consensual. But if it was consensual and she got pregnant, I don't feel like that's not free pass worthy in a sense. Like you have to be held accountable because how else are you going to learn and grow up? And also, why should that other being that you created have to suffer from that? It really is an accountability thing with me, solely that. No one should be able to get out and do something like that and terminate something like that because I got drunk and I made a bad mistake. Well, I'm sorry, honey, but that doesn't, that doesn't justify what you're going to do. Sorry. But that's my thoughts. Tracy, yours. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there should be some sort of common sense, in my opinion, behind it. Like, it's difficult for me, even just as a human being, to... If a 13-year-old girl gets raped and she gets pregnant, I don't know how I, as a human being, can look at her and be like, hey, tough shit, kid. You know what I mean? Right. I don't understand. I I can't... I it, that's weird to me. You know what I mean? Like if somebody gets drugged at a party, raped, like you're really going to tell me that you're going to point at that little girl's face and be like, Hey, tough shit. Fucking deal with it. Because I said so like, because a politician exception, there, it's, there have to be exception because it's not I, always warranted. I don't read, always want it. I read this post here a while back when all this went down. And I believe it was, it was over here in the Midwest. I believe it was in Indianapolis or something like that. This pregnant woman went into the hospital and her life was on the line. And they told her that the only way that either she could live or the baby could live is if she had an abortion. And because of this ruling, she had to drive to another fucking state. And... I couldn't imagine what that must have been like to her. And it's just, I don't understand why we make certain rules where there's, it's like a black and white thing. Like, why does it have to be so black and white? Like, why, where's the gray in this? Like, why can't it be like, this isn't going to happen unless this happens. Like, where are the circumstances? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, and then... Here's, here's something I want to show you guys, right? Hopefully you can hear this. I know my camera's off because I had a screen share earlier, but hopefully you guys can hear this. Oh, your face looks horrible, by the way. <laughs> it's paused on an image, again, yet, which I'm going to take a picture of with my phone. And it's <laughs> just as, if not more hideous than the first one. 
It, it, it does it really? Is it really paused again? I yeah, can't see your face at all. Yeah, Josh. Okay, I'm gonna do this real quick. Okay. Anyways, yeah. I'm gonna. Here's a. Uh, I want to get your guys' opinion on this. Not important right now, Josh. Okay, so this is a post I saw today on Instagram of these two girls talking, and I want to see what you guys think. My question is, if we give a woman the right to opt out of motherhood, should we also give a man the right to opt out of fatherhood and 18 years of child support? I, I agree. Do you don't agree? No, I don't know. But if a mom walks into an abortion clinic and says, you know what, I'm not feeling this, and gets an abortion, the dad has no say... How come this mom can't, let's just say like, let's just say it's a one night stand, just hypothetical. And the mom comes back to the dad and is like, hey, I'm pregnant. Why can't he opt out if she was able to say, hey, I don't want this baby. It's a, du- it's a double standard. Well, he could obviously sign his rights away, but he cannot physically. He, can, he can't, but he can sign his rights away because he has to pay child support. I mean, he's legally bound by child support. That's just the way it is. I know, but do you think you it's right? Can't, you can't tell a woman to have an abortion. Like, that's it. I know, but do, but do you think it's right that a mom could say, I don't want this baby, but a dad never can? I mean, I just think that's just the way it is. But, <laughs> but do you think it's right? No. Yes or no? <laughs> Gun to your head. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's right. I think the whole system's fucked. We spend so much time talking about a woman's choice. Right, but the man doesn't but have my, one. But my only point is, what reproductive rights does a man have? None. Well, no one's... No one's yeah. So that's so, true. Well, that was kind of cutting in and out. What was the point that they were trying to get across? The point was that the point Go ahead, John. The point is this that a woman is able to walk into an abortion clinic even after a one night stand, find out she's pregnant, get an abortion, let's say the man wants to keep it, and she can just willy nilly say, Hey, I'm not comfortable, I want to get an abortion. He has no say, that's it. But a man, he gets a girl pregnant. She wants to keep it. He's not able to walk in and say, hey, I don't want this. I'm not paying you any money. You want to keep this. It's on your own. If she keeps it, he's legally bound by law to pay child support. And I see the double standard. Why is it that she can walk into a clinic and just get rid of it, but yet he can't just walk away if she wants to keep it? Like that is a double standard. But also when you were, I feel like when you were talking about accountability, accountability earlier, I don't feel like in these situations, there is accountability for the man. I guess, yeah, there's child support, but men get out of that all the time. So why is it that if the man doesn't want anything to do with it, but the woman wants to keep it? Why should the man have to pay for it if he wants nothing to do with it? Where is his rights and his freedom to say, I don't want this because at any time she can go get rid of it. It's her choice to get an abortion, right? So why can she choose when it ends, but he can't? What would be the alternative? Having to have the man sign off on every abortion? No, having the no having the woman keep the baby, but understanding that if you keep this child, the man will not pay you any child support. He will not be there to be any fathership. He doesn't want anything to do with it. You can keep it if you want, but if he wants nothing to do with it financially, then that's on your own accord. Because he should have that right to sever that same tie as the mother should. What do you think, Tracy? Uh, there's a lot of murky water there. There's obviously the, well, you should be accountable for your actions, but I never really looked at it in that sense until I saw that video. You know what I mean? Cause I just grew right. up like in the court systems and politics. Guess what? If you're a dude and you get a girl pregnant, that's it. Like it doesn't like, mm-hmm. it does not matter what she says. It doesn't matter what she thinks. If you're a dude in that situation, Welcome to child support. I know dudes that pay thousands in child support and the woman doesn't work. And it's because we don't have that right. You know what I mean? When, and I, again, I never really thought of it, how a woman could just be like, Hey, do you want a kid? And he says, yeah. 
And then she's just like, nope, I'm not feeling it. And then gets an abortion. Guess what? It doesn't matter what the guy thinks. It doesn't matter. What How the guy is thinks. that fair psychologically it to him? It doesn't, matter what, it doesn't matter what the guy thinks when they do have a kid because then he has child support. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, again, black and white. Like, it's just black and white. And I don't understand where we can't, as a country, like, make things circumstantial or a case-by-case. Like, why can't we do that? And I think the reason is because of laziness. Like, it's just so much easier to just be like, yes, no. That way there's no explanation. There's no, there's not a whole bunch of paperwork. A whole bunch of people don't have to do a job. Like, I just feel like that's where we've gotten. And it's just pathetic, quite frankly. So I think it is so situational. And, you know, one thing that I always go back to as well is because it's not my situation, your situation is not my situation. My situation isn't your situation. Why do I get to have a say in it anyways? Uh, what like, I'm saying I, is like, I, it's, it's not circumstantial to the guy. I oh. just think of like, you know, some of these moms who now legally don't have access to abortions. Maybe previously they didn't have access to it financially or <clears throat> they didn't have the proper education to know that was an option. Or logistically, their only clinic is eight hours away from them. So they have this baby and they rely on that child support to be able to keep this baby afloat. Like there's accountability there from the standpoint of the man to, you know, takes two to tango. So what if he doesn't want anything to do with it? Then you shouldn't have had sex. I don't know. I agree. It's, this it's, is something it's, it's, that every situation is so different. So yeah, we could go that, on and on that's about the it. Issue right there is like, oh, you're Whoa. a dude. Yeah, like, oh, you shouldn't have had sex. Child support. Right? So, oh, Kelly. By the way, especially in the military, they didn't fuck around with that type, like type of shit. You got someone pregnant. Your pay was making sure that, like, the mother, the child. It was, yeah. People were getting paid for it. it was I crazy. think that's good. Oh, yeah. They were on top of it. So, we have one or two topics that we can talk about next. Would you guys rather talk about immigration or smoking the weed and the current laws and what's happened? Whichever one. We just have a couple minutes. So, whatever you guys are more passionate about. Yeah, we're sitting at 38 minutes right now. Uh, Cool. Uh, How about we talk about immigration? I took my notes, if that's cool with you. If yeah, not, go for it, Josh. Yeah. You got okay. This. So, uh, it's funny uh, that Kamala Harris was saying that, like, the border is safe because it was September 15th, 2022, Kamala Harris stated that the border is safe and... It's funny, I read today that there was a second shipment of migrants shipped up to her place in uh, somewhere in Florida. I don't know the exact location, but no, the Naval Observatory in Florida. So that is another thing. What do you guys think about that? Is our border secure? I have Um, no idea. This is not my forte here. I mean, I don't know. I don't like the border, you know, but I think the only thing I would have to say about the border is like, I don't know everything that's going down, down there. None of us do unless you're A, in politics or B, at the border and working it. Like, let's just put that out there. Like, nobody really knows what's going on. I did hear, I believe I heard or saw videos or something about like the people that they were keeping at the border, they kept them in like cages or something, something like that. You guys, does that ring a bell for you guys? I believe back uh, when Trump was in office, Fox and all that was spewing a lot of it, like kids in cages, things like that. And I think even in like Biden's like beginning terms, it was like the same policy. So yeah. I remember seeing that. Yeah. I don't understand. Like in these ice detention centers. (laughs) 
and they're getting like ripped from their parents yeah like what's going on with that like i don't understand why we do that like they're human beings you know what i mean and the thing is so what you there trace yeah i'm here all right Okay, cool. So, do you guys think that anybody should just be able to come over and as soon as they get here and touch land, be granted and given all these rights and protections and and privileges, especially if they're here illegally? So, like, that's the biggest thing right now is all these people are just crossing the river, coming over from Mexico up here, and it's like... They shouldn't be here. I'm not for people not coming here. I'm all for like doing it the right way. And that's my point. How long do you guys think it takes to become a U.S. citizen in this country? Years. 18 to 24 months, which, yeah, that's kind of a long time. But at the end of the day, if you really want to make a difference by coming into a new country, I feel make that difference off on starting on the right foot by doing the honorable thing and putting in the time that it takes. You know, like, just don't come here illegally. Um, and Here, fact- here's the problem that I had with, uh, and again, I'm no expert, so if someone fact check okay. me, but yeah. um, some of these images you're seeing of these detention centers and people getting deported. Yeah, it's one thing, like, you're talking about the border as far as, like, new illegal immigrants coming in. But the thing I have a problem with are these deportations of individuals who have spent their whole lives here in the United States. Yeah. They've never even, like, spoken a scent of whatever language is out from where they're from. They were maybe born there and spent the first six months of their life, you know, in Mexico, for example. They came here and have lived here for 35 years, raised babies, were functioning members of society, which we need in the labor force. And then now they're getting Mm -hmm. deported. That is the stuff I don't like and I get irritated about. Why would they not take care of the appropriate documentation over the course of 35 years? Okay. I believe most of that documentation, they have to prove that they're like freshly coming in and they have to have like, a birth certificate and all these legitimate documents from that other country when it's like, um, sorry, like my parents are dead. I'm 22 years old. I've lived here my whole life. And like, I don't have any of these documents, you know? Yeah. Again, I think it should be a case by case because I worked with a lot of Hispanics where I was at and I pretty sure some of them are illegal but you have to ask yourself does it matter like honestly i don't have a problem with people coming to this country at all my issue is we give them so many like grants and stuff like that as immigrants but we have homeless fucking veterans on the street like where's the balance here like it, it, it's frustrating right. because I am a lover. Like, you want to come here? Cool. Because I know that America at its worst is still better than some countries at their best. And right now I feel like we're at our worst. But people still want to come here because of the freedoms that we have and the opportunities that we have. But again, I, agree. I feel like we need to treat our our citizens and civilians better like our healthcare in this country is an abomination like other countries laugh at us because of our healthcare, and i don't blame them honestly um like the things that they charge you for in hospitals and the prices of things in hospitals like yeah we're kind of getting kind of segueing into that but i mean it's just again where's the middle ground where's the Where's the case by case? It's black and white, and I don't. Again, it's just sheer laziness, I think, because it's just easier on people. Well, thank you for your guys' awesome thoughts and all these topics. So 
I think we collectively agreed last week to, or two days ago, to no longer discuss what we're going to cover on next week's episode. It's just going to be a surprise. The only reason... (laughs) reason Is there anything else that we need to cover? Well, the only reason I don't want to talk about what we're doing next week is because, like, when we kind of segue into, like, a current event type of thing that we want to talk about, you know what I mean, so... I have one I have one little piece I want to add to it because obviously all of us have different opinions like we said when it comes to any kind of political topics we are not experts and we're just three people shooting the shit but I know people out there the important thing is is all of these can be changed by your perspective legislation and respective politicians in your area so make sure you register to vote uh vote.gov will tell you everywhere everything everywhere to go and make sure to register because the election is in a month and two days from now probably by the time you're hearing this vote it's your civic right, well, duty. What do you guys got going on this weekend, Josh? Uh, this weekend, I am getting to attend a pretty bougie party with someone who is running for governor in Oregon. And uh, former governor Chris Christie will be there as well from New Jersey and a whole bunch of other big politician people. So... I get to dress up fancy and wear my suit that I bought back in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Shout out to Pins Bowling uh, for the first time ever that I get to wear now in my little suit. So I'm feeling pretty fancy and like excited about it. What about you guys? Kelly, what do you got going on? Dogs can't wait to see. Can't wait to see that photo, Josh. I have a wedding tomorrow night. Um, one of my best gal pals is marrying. Actually, I knew him before, um, before I knew her, but I'm obviously really close with her. So I'm excited to see them get married. They're the best of friends. It's so cute. Um, and then <laughs> I have my dog's birthday party on Sunday. <laughs> we, have treat, is... we have treat I'm making for all the dogs. It's at the, um, we have an indoor dog uh pool and like sprinkler thing so it's kind of like a little beach theme yeah it'll be fun tracy you you? huh i said Um, tracy you yeah what about you trace going to the market tomorrow sunday we're going to a what is what is it called amusement park is that what they're called yeah i don't yeah i don't do that stuff but um going to let my guard down and have fun uh we're gonna go to the haunted house type of thing there um she loves halloween so we're gonna do that with her friends uh tomorrow and saturday we're gonna do some cleaning like get rid of some stuff go through the garage one more time before winter and yep i'm gonna put some new badges on uh have you sorry no, good. I just am going to put some new badges on the new car. So. Have you guys seen the movie Halloween Town? Yeah. Um, One of my favorites. Do you know 40 minutes away from where I live is called Helen's Oregon, which is where the movie was filmed. And every year for the whole month of October, they redo the entire setup from everything the pumpkin from the downtown it's literally everything grandma aggie's house everything literally is brought back and put up for the whole month for people to come check it out and live the experience it's awesome it's it's awesome i'm adding that to my bucket list i am i'm marnie in my heart i'm marnie (laughs) (laughs) tracy have you seen that movie no i've never heard of it you're missing out. There's what three or four of them. Yeah, there's four. Huh. Halloween Town, Halloween Town Two, Halloween like- Town High, and then Halloween Town the College. 
Isn't um, there one that's something in Revenge? Yeah, that's two. Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. Yeah, that's a good and one, too. <laughs> and then it's Halloween Town High, and then the Halloween Town College. I don't know how I've never heard of this. Yeah. It was um, a Disney Channel original movie back uh, in the day. By the way, I saw Hocus Pocus 2. You guys, it was trash. It was just, if I didn't tell you last time, it was just trash. It was bad. They, That's they, kind of what I've heard. They ruined, they ruined it. Yeah, literally. Is it like a it new age Hocus Pocus? It's very woke and cultural and it's, yeah. That sucks. You'll see Is it just, filmed like as if it was now? Like they all have cell phones and... They had uh, Kathy Nim, the one that always had her mouth that could smell the children, fucking flying and riding on two Roombas instead of a broom. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's that level of woke. And then the Roombas happen to come in and save her because they eat a. Hey, no spoilers. I still want to watch it. (laughs) Do it then. I would say don't do it, but you got to see how bad it was. It was bad. From my perspective. The original was so much better. All well, right. maybe without further ado, we might need to talk about Halloween next week. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, totally. God, we are running kind of late on this podcast. I got a pizza coming out of the oven. <laughs> Anything else you guys need to cover tonight? No, that's good. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you, my listeners, our listeners, our friends, our followers. <laughs> uh, we will be all twelve of you. <laughs> I love you too so much, but I hate you more than what I did 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Talk to you guys guys later. Thank you.